Welcome to the week nine. Hard to believe it's week nine, but it is the week nine edition of the News and Records HS Extra Football Pep Talk Podcast. I am Joe Serrera, and I am joined once again this week by Spencer Turpin. And we are here to talk about uh, a few games this week. We're going to start with the one that is the big rivalry game in Greensboro annually, number two page this week in our poll at Grimsley. Last year, for the first time, the two teams played at Marion Kirby Stadium. It was a great atmosphere over there last year. And the Grimsley program, I think, is a little bit more energized this year in Daryl Brown's first year as head coach. I don't know if the results on the field so far have reflected uh, significant improvement, but I think the energy level is higher, and I think that's going to be a big draw again this year. Uh, it, it certainly will, and uh, they're back at the house that Ethan Albright built, and so... Uh, <laughs> It'll be a more familiar setting for everybody for this ball game. I, I think, as you've mentioned many times, I think the Grimsley's about a year off from this. Uh, but this is a big chance for Braylon Faison Walden to prove himself against a top-notch ball club again. Uh, he went out against East Forsyth and probably had the best game of, of the season. It certainly had the best hit of the season By so far. far. And, and that one is on YouTube if anyone wants to look at it. It has a lot of views already. It's got a lot of views. Not hard to find. give it a few more because yeah. it was amazing. Yes. And getting to see that in person was a lot of fun. But uh, And hear it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was impressive. And, uh, and, you know, this is a chance for him to go out and yet again prove uh, that he is one of the best football players in the state of North Carolina, and he'll have to bring down two really big guys in in Javon Leak and uh, and Will Jones, uh, two fellow Shrine Bowl selections. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this is a big week for those guys, and uh, and that's not to take anything else away from Grimsley's uh, other guys that play. Uh, but the bottom line is that uh, right now. The announcements have been made as to who the top players in this state are, right. and there are three of them in this ball game that have been nominated and selected mm-hmm. for this for this honor. And my eyes are focused on those three. Yeah, I mean, you you say that as you say, there are some other Grimsley players to watch. Um, Garrett Hudnell's been solid at quarterback. Jeffrey Jeffries Jr., the great name at linebacker. Kenyon Duncan's had a nice season. I mean, Grimsley's improved. With all of the losses that Page is going to have this season, all the good seniors on that team, Will Jones, Javon Leak, Tyler DeBerry, Ronald Polite, there's a large group of them. Next year, I think, is the as you just kind of said, is the year that Grimsley starts to close the gap a bit with Page. Right now, this Page team is really good and has been and they're rolling. just playing very, very, very good football since they fell apart in the fourth quarter of their opener against Davy County and lost 39-29. And, you know, all, everything with our number one team, Dudley, and our number two team, Page, is pointing toward their meeting October 28th, Marion Kirby Stadium. Uh, if you thought there were a lot of people there for the Grimsley-Page game last year, if the weather is decent, I think you're going to see as bigger, bigger a crowd, and Page will probably have to have more bleachers, and that's going to be an amazing atmosphere. Yeah, it really is. I hate to look that far ahead, but that's the game that's circled on everybody's calendar right now. Look, everybody's... Everybody's got their eyes focused on on that game, and uh, and that's the problem for the players. Yeah. Yes. Right now, they've got their eyes focused on it too. They might say that they don't, but the bottom line is that they do because yeah. they're kids, and we do because we're sports fans. Right. And so, and and it's okay. It's human nature when that's what you're hearing from everybody around. You. I, that and when your brain tells you that you're the two best teams in the area, of course you want to prove it to each other, and a conference championship is going to be on the line that night. Yeah. So. Uh, there's a lot, and I know we've been talking about it for a few weeks and building up the anticipation, 
uh, and we're just adding fuel to that fire. But the bottom line is that that game is going to be one of the more special meetings that we've seen in the city of Greensboro in a long time. Indeed. Another game we want to talk about this week, the only matchup of uh, teams ranked in our top 10 this week. Number four, East Forsyth at number eight, Glenn. And Glenn, of course, coming off of uh, the shocker uh, of Monday night, uh, 50-42 to 42 win over Southwest Guilford at Southwest Guilford. And they had a, was a 43-6 to 6 lead at one point in that game. Yeah, they did. And that's only if, if J.P. Mundy actually counted the score correctly. But, um, <laughs> you know, here, here's the problem for, for Glenn right now. They now have a short week to go up against their toughest competition besides Scotland this mm-hmm. year. So toughest conference competition. Yeah. They now have a short week because of the game being moved. Uh, the other problem is that East Forsyth clearly remembers them allowing Mallard Creek to use their facilities for a walkthrough and for pregame before yeah. that playoff game last year. Yes. And they're not happy about it. And I can guarantee you that Todd Willard is going to score as many points as possible against this ball club. And if that means 100, then so be it. He does not care. And uh, I wouldn't want to be the, the on the opposing end of the short week going up against that ball club because there's a lot of anger. They don't like each other anyway. Yeah, these um, these are your two public schools in Kernersville. This and they is the, don't like each the, other. Uh, the K-Vegas Bowl is in this one. And East Forsyth is a very big, strong, physical football team. And Glenn is more of a finesse team. So we'll, we'll kind of see how that plays out too. Yeah, Glenn is not very big. Yeah. Um, I saw very them. quick, very fast. Yes, I saw them against Southwest. I went for the first half. I wanted to kind of put some eyes on both teams. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I missed the, the interesting part of the game, but um, I, I definitely wanted to get some eyes on them. And East Forsyth staff was there. Uh, Dudley staff was there scouting Southwest for the mm-hmm. playoffs, potentially. Yep. That was their second-round opponent last and season. So so there were a bunch of other coaches in the, in the stands, and we were all kind of talking. And, and Dudley's going to be in the conference with them starting next yes, year. Yes, yes. After so, realignment. Um, you know, there's there's a lot a lot going on in this game behind the scenes. And uh, on the field, it is, um, I think the advantage squarely lies with East Forsyth in this one. Uh, I mean, theoretically, could Glenn pull the, op- the upset? Yeah, I guess they could, but I, I don't see it. Another game we want to talk about, uh, number five, Eastern Guilford at home against Northern Guilford. Northern Guilford on Monday night got his first win of the season. Uh, Congratulations, Eric Westberg. First win for Eric Westberg. And they... The Nighthawks have a chance to still make, make a run at the playoffs, as crazy as that sounds when they were 0-6. Oh, it's not that crazy. It's the state of North Carolina. Everybody well, makes the playoffs. not everybody, but uh, they they have a chance to finish 4-4, four and four, or if they were to win this week at Eastern Guilford, maybe even 5-3 and three in the Mid-State 3A. I don't see that happening. This Eastern Guilford has never beaten Northern. Game two years ago was a... a controversial finish, a two-point conversion pass by Northern at the end to pull it out. This is their first trip back to Eastern since then. This Eastern team is really good, and they do have a grind. Northern this week, then they go to Western Alamance, then they're home against Eastern Alamance. You know, they don't want to get caught looking ahead to those games because, you know, that's how, how you lose or how you get you 
get challenged in a game like this, but this is a good Easter Guilford team that you saw against Williams. Yeah, I'm glad I got to see them. Um, it was the first time I got to see Doug Robertson's ball club this season, and really in the last two seasons. So uh, for me, it was, it was really nice to go out and check them out, even though I had a, an hour drive home after the ball game in the middle of the night. But no big deal. But you got to uh, see downtown Burlington, which is really cool. I know. It was <laughs> it was all lit up. I mean, I was, it was unbelievable. I'm so excited. Um Somebody got to get me a, a hot dog or a barbecue joint or something for, uh, in Burlington, Brian. I gotta go Percy's barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Percy's. But, but I, I got to I got to go to Eastern. I uh, got to go see Eastern, and um, they're a team. They are just a complete team. Doug mm-hmm. Robertson's coaching staff does a phenomenal job with those guys. They're very disciplined. Um, they they got their ears pinned back on the defensive line. They are coming after mm-hmm. you the whole time. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun getting to watch those guys. They've had a couple really big plays in the game that I covered, uh, a 77-yard shovel pass and a 79-yard uh, touchdown strike, I believe it was. It might have been the opposite, but uh, it was a 77 and a 79-yard, two mm-hmm. touchdowns, so two big plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's scary when you have a team that can drive the field and hit you with the big play. And plays uh, defense like they do. And plays very solid defense. Yeah. Um, their toughest game is Western Alamance. Um, and yeah, Western beat Eastern and and one of the elimination games in that conference and shut out Eastern Alamance, which was really surprising. But yeah, that that's definitely going to be their toughest game. And you know that you know it's a round robin pretty much at the top of the mid state three A Eastern Alamance, Western Alamance, and Eastern Guilford. Um, do want to mention that Northeast Guilford's off to a uh, three and one start in the mid state three A, although they've got the same kind of grind coming up that Eastern Guilford is. But uh, that team's been playing good football. Uh, another game we want to talk about, Northwest Guilford, number seven in our poll this week at High Point Central. Northwest Guilford got Thomas Hennigan back last night and it was not his best game. Uh, he's still a strong runner. He's still a, a, an emotional leader for that team, but he wasn't quite as explosive. Coming, coming off of a microfracture in his left knee. So, you know, uh, anyone would be a little bit uh, sore after that still. Um, but, you know, they pulled out a win over... Uh, Ragsdale 34 to 18 was not a well played game was pretty sloppy from both sides but uh High Point Central is really struggling right now. I mean they they have a, an excellent running back in Chavis Little, a pretty good quarterback in Larry McLean Jr., but the rest of their team has really really struggled especially defensively. Yeah, um this is going to be uh the battle of struggling ball clubs going up against each other. And it's hard it, it seems weird to say that about a 5 and 2 Northwest Guilford team, but they're not playing to their potential right now. Part of it is a lot of injuries and not having the guys, same guys in the lineup every week. But you know they'll tell you they're not playing as well as they could be playing or should be playing. I think expectations were very high coming mm-hmm. into the season, and rightfully so. With mm-hmm. Northwest, they had a lot of um, offensive firepower. Um, and I think part of the reason why they're 5-2 and two is similar to the reason why Wake Forest is as good as they look right now at 5-1. and one. Because they're scheduled, yeah, and and that's okay. I mean, you play who's on your on your slate, right? right. Um, and but, teams have up years and down years, and you don't know what they're going to be like when you schedule. No them. doubt, but the bottom line is uh, that right now the schedule has been a little kind to Northwest, and they've needed it with their injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their their difficult game was Reedsville, and they they got walloped, and Reedsville beat them up, yeah. and. Uh, you know, so this is a high point central team that has given Northwest trouble in the past. Oh yeah. Um, you know, yeah, Wayne don't Jones, mention the word Jeffrey Wall to them. No, that words from Jeffrey Wall from last year. No, and you know Wayne Jones <laughs> knows the conference like the back of his hand, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if High Point Central somehow found a way to get it done. 
Um, but my gut tells me Northwest will, will make sure that they get the W. Yeah, I think I think Thomas Hennigan stepping up. Jacob Leonard should be cleared through concussion protocol. He couldn't play uh, last night against Ragsdale. But having him back at quarterback and being able to not have Thomas Hennigan be the quarterback on every play, but use him in situations, creates better matchups for you. And having Jacob Leonard back there enables them to get the ball in the hands of Trey Turner or the hands of Cameron Clout a little bit more easily if if Jacob Leonard is healthy. Yeah, I'd like to see them get Cameron Clout a a little more involved. Um, I feel like uh, a lot of eggs have been put into the Hennigan and Turner basket, Mm -hmm. uh, and even Finney. And I, I think it needs to be more Finney and Cloud at this point. I think people know what you're getting with with Trey and with Thomas. And right mm-hmm. now you're getting a not 100% Thomas. Uh, Trey, who's still, whether whether anybody on that staff or anybody wants to admit it or not, is still learning the game of football. Yeah. Uh, and that's not to say that Cameron isn't. Right. But there's still more of an unknown factor with Cameron than mm-hmm. there is with Trey when it comes to tape. And... Mm-hmm. Right now, Cameron is more multidimensional than Trey is, and I think that they need to kind of use that to their advantage. Mm-hmm. Last game I want to touch on very briefly, uh, a team that's flown under the radar pretty much because they got off to a little bit of a slow start, number nine, Southern Guilford, 6-2 and two overall, 3-0 and oh in the mid-Piedmont 3A, and they've got a home game against Ashboro, uh, one of the other two contenders in that conference, along with Ledford and Another conference where it's basically a three-team round robin. If Southern Guilford takes care of business against Ashboro on Friday night, uh, that would basically leave Southern Guilford with a uh, game against Ledford on October 28th to pretty much decide that conference. And that's kind of the way it's been uh, when Daryl Brown was the coach there. But Earl Bates coming down from Moorhead has done an excellent job of taking uh, a good group of players, a, a bunch of kids who know how to play solid, fundamental, disciplined football and know how to win and basically just taking the baton and, and running with it. And 6-2, and 3-0, and oh, that is a great job that he's done down there. Yeah, he has. And, and they've had some injuries at the quarterback position and a couple of others and still overcome that. And it is not easy to take someone else's players and get them to buy in, especially older players. Yeah. And, you know, when Daryl Brown left, he didn't leave because of – of what was going on at Southern, he left to challenge himself, and he went to go build a program up that he could kind of be himself and mm-hmm. get out of the shadow from his grandfather. So, right. so we knew that Southern, at least for this season, was still going to have some some stuff left in the tank, and they mm-hmm. have proven that. Uh, this is a, a team squarely in the playoffs, a team that could win a few ball games in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what? I wouldn't be surprised that they ended up somehow taking a conference championship. Yeah, and and this week is where it could start. That's all we've got time for this week. Uh, You can get all of your high school football news daily in the news and record and online at hsextra.com, our high school's website. And you can follow me on Twitter, whether I'm at the games or in the office or out on the road, at NR. And you can follow Spencer, too, of course. At Turkin35. Just don't follow J.P. Mundy. Please, please don't follow J.P. Mundy. Thank you for listening.